This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Gary Palmer took part in the House impeachment inquiry that was held this past Wednesday. The whole issue is regarding President Joe Biden and whether he abused his political office as vice president to enrich himself and family members, as well as benefit the interests of other foreign entities like China, Ukraine, and Romania. I want to ask Professor Turley a a question. If Vice President Biden used his office to influence domestic or foreign policy for the financial benefit of his son, even though Vice President Biden may never have received a dime, but it resulted in millions of dollars going to his son or his brother or other family members or business associates and used his office to influence either domestic or foreign policy for their benefit, could that be a violation of the public trust? Absolutely. In fact, it's, it's perhaps the most quintessential violation of the public trust because you're not acting in the public's interest. It's a form of public corruption that this government, this country uh, has declared as corrupt in other countries around the world. And U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville released a video statement on Wednesday night regarding another hearing that was held by the House Armed Services Committee over the U.S. Space Command decision. Hey, Coach here. Just wanted to say great job to my friend Mike Rogers and the Alabama delegation. After today's hearing, it is absolutely undeniable. Joe Biden moved Space Command out of Alabama because of politics. The facts are clear. Huntsville is still the number one location for Space Command. After today's hearing, there are no excuses for what the Biden administration is doing. Space Command belongs in the Rocket City. The U.S. Department of Justice has issued indictments against a state lawmaker in Jefferson County. State Representative John Rogers is charged on two counts of obstructing justice, one by way of bribery. These charges against Rogers are related to a case against another state lawmaker, Fred Plump Jr., who ended up resigning from his seat earlier this year due to facing fraud charges. At issue with both state lawmakers is the handling of money from the Jefferson County Community Service Fund. A lawsuit from the U.S. Department of Justice has been filed against the commissioner for the Alabama Department of Human Resources and the state school superintendent, Dr. Eric Mackey. The DOJ contends that some of the foster care students here in Alabama that have emotional or behavioral disabilities were mistreated while in specialized centers across the state. The DOJ listed four facilities where students were placed and in doing so removed from general education. The DOJ claims that this violated part of the American with Disabilities Act and that students were discriminated against from getting a better education. And Governor Ivey is getting some praise from the son of Billy Graham. Pastor Franklin Graham says Ivey is one tough lady for her response to recent threats from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. The FFRF is based out of Wisconsin, and they recently sent threatening letters to two colleges as well as the governor regarding recent faith-based events that took place with some of the staff at the colleges involved. The letter alleges that those who were taking part were somehow being forced into prayer or praise by way of a member of that college leading the event. Ivy called the claims misleading and misguided and says there was no violation of anyone's religious liberty or any evidence of threats or consequences to those who did not comply. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. 
Day one of the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden was held in the House with three committees taking part. Democrats attacked the Republicans for holding the meeting, bringing up the Donald Trump impeachment and saying there's no evidence that directly connects Joe Biden to the foreign business dealings and incoming money of his son, Hunter Biden. I wonder how many of my esteemed Republican colleagues here who all voted against impeaching Donald Trump, if they were in the House at that point, can reconcile their votes against impeaching Trump for the grave crime of inciting a violent insurrection against the government with their calls supporting impeachment of Joe Biden for allegedly committing a high crime misdemeanor that has not even been defined yet, much less proven. The Republicans referred to bank records and text messages as the evidence that shows Joe Hunter and others within the Biden family knew what was going on with the money. And bank records is what we're working with. The House Oversight Committee, Judiciary Committee, Ways and Means Committee investigated highly suspicious money transactions from, from foreign powers through shell companies to Biden family members. There's nothing more credible in an investigative effort, good sir, than bank records. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden is now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor. Do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States? Yes. One of the witnesses called into this hearing, constitutional lawyer Jonathan Turley, took a moment to address the Democrats for their attacks on his other legal cases from the past during this hearing. You know, this has become a pattern of witnesses, whistleblowers, FBI agents, journalists being attacked in Congress. It won't make any difference. It won't change the constitutional standard. It won't negate any evidence that you have. But at some point, you've got to say enough. You know, that we have to have something, the public has to have something in Congress to look to, to have faith. And I have to tell you, it's not that I think that absurd attack meant any difference to my children or to the people that are watching. It makes a difference to our process. A New York appeals court has denied a recent request for a delay when it comes to the civil fraud trial against Donald Trump. The appeals court out of Manhattan was petitioned in this case just days after the lower court judge, Judge Ngoron, made a summary judgment that Trump and his company overvalued their assets and net worth while seeking loans and insurance. Trump's lawyers asked the appeals court to throw out the case entirely, claiming that it violated the statute of limitations. Judge Ngoron said that the Trump family was living in a fantasy world when it came to their property values. However, real estate experts have come out and reacted to the judge's ruling, saying the judge's valuation is skewed and is off by hundreds of millions of dollars. The U.S. State Department held a briefing this week and revealed that 60,000 emails from within that department, as well as the Department of Commerce, were hacked by Chinese communist-linked cyber criminals. The emails were often related to the Indo-Pacific diplomatic relations and discussions going on. Information that was stolen involved staffers' travel schedule and diplomatic documents. 
The hack that was made within the Commerce Department involved the Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo. The State Department and Microsoft say that the hackers were able to get away with the data after they stole a token from a Microsoft engineer, which allowed them to access those accounts. A Silicon Valley financial technology company with Chinese-based investors is being accused of defrauding the U.S. taxpayers of $2 billion through the exploitation of the Paycheck Protection Program, which was created during the COVID-19 crisis. Wampley is the name of the company, and it was in court this week to battle the allegations against them. In the process, it came to light that some of the tax dollars that were received through the PPP to Wampley was also then passed on to one of the Chinese investors called Tencent. The Paycheck Protection Program was originally infused with $800 billion to provide loans to American businesses in order to ride out the COVID crisis. About 11 million loans were ultimately issued. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 